obviously Bron Bron's my number one. Uh-huh. So Bron Bron and K D and Kobe are my three. LeBron, KD, Kobe? Yeah. Okay. It's... guys welcome back to another episode of from the sideline podcast i'm your host troy and i am back with the boys what's up fellas what's up doing? man all right now we got we got some faces in the house you know we got we got the rag what's up gk are you with me what's going on gk are you with me all right we got eric back in the house what's up eric hey how you doing man good 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 cam 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 a little under the weather but he back in the house how you feeling brother yeah, feeling a lot better. Ready word, to word. Good, good to hear. Good to hear. All right, now, fellas, how was y'all? How was y'all? Y'all weekend, man. That weekend, you had a good weekend. Enjoyed the, enjoyed the All Star. <laughs> All except the dunk contest. <laughs> right, well, yeah. we got we got to get into that. But you guys know that we got to start, and we got we got to start off with, you know, the top ten corners because we didn't get to it last week. We did all time. So I want to get to the top 10 corners from this season and uh, see who you guys, what list you put together and see if the guys at home agree with it. All right. So you guys know how this works. If you don't know how it works at home, these guys are going to collectively, not me, just Eric, Cam, and GK, is going to collectively decide who are the top 10 corners. All right. Hopefully this time I don't have no, no slow ups in spelling. All right. Hopefully I'm prepared this time. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, take it away. Okay. All right, I think we should just start putting names up there and then worry about, like, the order that they're in. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. yeah, let's just get some names on the board. So, Agreed. Agreed. Obviously, obviously Ramsey. Yeah. All right. Jalen. I would go uh, Trayvon Diggs. Um, let's just put him at 10 for now because honestly, I don't even think he's going to be on the list. Okay. okay. Trayvon Diggs at 10. We got to put uh, JC Jackson, uh, Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard, yeah. James Bradbury. Oh, yeah. Um, AJ Terrell. You said, you said Xavier Howard. We were just throwing him in second, or you want to put him in a spot for now and anything? Anybody? <laughs> what about what about talk uh, it out, guys? Talk it out. Come on, come on, talk it out. What about Stefan Gilmore out of Carolina? He got he he, was, he didn't play most of the season, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was hurt uh, a lot. Um a woozy. Tredavious White. From uh, Buffalo? Yeah, I think he should be there. I like yeah. A.J. Terrell in number two, to be honest. Yeah. he, he yeah. Had a, he had a yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, what about Humphrey out of Baltimore? I like Humphrey, too. Um, Humphrey. Uh, Marcus Peters. Is he still? Peters didn't really. He, Peters didn't even play, did he? 
not much, but uh, you know, his days with uh Arizona, you know, but he he didn't play much this year. Uh, with Baltimore, it's, it's like well, it's like who had the best season, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, What's the guy named you said you want to put at number two? Terrell. Terrell who? AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell? Yeah. (laughs) You know who that is, right? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) He he played. He was a a star at Clemson, and he was first-round draft pick for the Falcons. And uh, Jamar cooked him in the national championship. That's, That's how I remember it. I mean, he, he had probably, I don't know, he, he definitely had a top 10 year this year. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm, he only allowed 50% completion. He had three picks. Uh, he was targeted 86 times, on, uh, um, only allowed 43 receptions for 417. I'm telling yards. you guys at home right now, if Frank was here, <laughs> I don't know if he would agree with that. He only, he only allowed three touchdowns. Um, yeah, he was he was dope. He had eighty one freaking tackles, dude. Yeah, that, that, like, that's dude. a lot for a cornerback. Like that's hey. like that's like a lot for even a safety. Like that's you know that's next those are those are linebacker numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like he's <laughs> probably like he's yeah he's really good. Yeah, <clears throat> especially um, being in his second year too. Um, do we got J.C. Jackson in there? We, we got to get him in there. Yeah. Yeah. For New England. Yeah. He's pretty good. Um, Kendall, Kendall Fuller. I mean, I know it's for the Washington, the commanders now, but I mean, their, their defense was a lot better than everyone expected. And Kendall Fuller was like the main man on there. So we're going JC Jackson at number three for right now. And then you're going to change the order around, right? Oh, you're going down yeah. the list. I guess we're gonna change the order around once we get the names. Yeah. All right. Up there. So who? Yeah, who just going, throw them up there. We're going in the number four spot for right now. What about uh, Jair Alexander out of Green I Bay? I was waiting for you guys to say that damn name. <laughs> yeah, he got he gotten hurt this year though. That's that's my. Yeah. Yeah. He he was hurt, but yeah. Patrick Sertan had a great year, like being a rookie. He was just. Oh yeah, from uh, Denver. Yeah, he was just. I mean, when you're competing for the defensive rookie of the year against freaking Micah Parsons. Yeah. yeah. His stats were pretty good. Yeah, they were. Uh, Who else I got? I got a... Uh... What about Slay out of Philadelphia? Yeah, Darius Slay did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, Darius Slay. Um... Did we say J.C. Jackson out of New England? He's up there. Yeah. He's up there. Okay. You got to remind me the guy, the guy you said before. He's also like, um, uh, let's see. Did we say Xavier? Who's the guy you said before, Slay? Did we say? Um, There's Marshawn Lattimore, too, Denzel Ward. Yeah. Nate Hobbs is pretty good. Well, Said Xavier Howard, right? That's his name. Earlier, yeah, but. yeah, out of Miami. You want me to drop his name on his list too? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's pretty good. 
trying to find more. Did you put uh did you put Humphrey? Uh Marlon Humphrey? Yeah, I don't think we can put Jair there because he only played four games. Yeah. Um Humphrey, let's see. He he was injured for a lot of the season too, though, right? Yeah, about about half the season, pretty much. You know, a little less than half the season. Um, Let me see. I'm looking. looking. Let me see. Wait, it's it's, wait, it's yeah. Is it Mumphrey or Humphrey? It's Humphrey. Oh yeah. With age, he played twelve games. Uh, I thought he was hurt most of the year, but I guess not. Yeah, Marcus Peters had the he had a season in the injury. Yeah, yeah, met <clears throat> up. Um, oh, is Marlon going up here? No. Is Marshawn Lattimore going over? I think he belongs somewhere on there. Yeah, definitely. Marshawn Lattimore. I heard both names, so I had to check. Hold on, let me see who we're missing out of here. Um, I could give you some names. That were top ten last year. You put Denzel Ward and Nate Hobbs. What did we say about um, J.C. Jackson? Did we? Uh... He's up there. He's number three. He's a, okay. I see. I see. I see. Right now, he's number three. Right. It's so small. On my Don't screen. worry, listeners at home. It's moving kind of slow, but I got you at the end. I will give you the full list. Okay. Uh, Come on, number eight. Number eight. Let's see. You said no Stephon Gilmore, no Marshawn Humphreys, Trayvon Diggs. Asante Samuel Jr. had a great. He he had a really good season with the Chargers. Uh. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's pretty good. He's a veteran corner. He's been around for a long time. No, this is oh, it's his son. <laughs> oh, it's his son. You said who? <laughs> I'm thinking this, this, the guy. Had, I think he played for Atlanta one time, didn't he? Or something like that. The the dad. Yeah, back in the day. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he he played 12 games. He was only targeted 58 times. What's his What's his name? I didn't hear his name. Asante Samuel Jr. He gave up 36 completions for 479 and. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's okay for a rookie, but I don't think he's top ten. Mm-hmm. It just wait, sucks all the did, damn wait did anybody we say? Did I say anybody that's not there? Uh, I know you brought up Sertain earlier. Somebody brought up Sertain. You said James Bradbury earlier, but I didn't write him down. <laughs> I mean, like, actually, uh, Sertain actually did have a pretty good year. Uh-huh. I wouldn't mind having him there, actually. I I kind of agree with that. His numbers junior? are really good. You took my junior? Patrick Sertan, too. Patrick? Yeah, Patrick. Do you not know who that is, either? Um, yeah, I know. I heard of him, but can you, can you, can you, can you, can you chill? <laughs> right. <laughs> We went over this last time. I just, I don't want to spell the names wrong. So I'm looking up. 13. 
I would have spelled that a different way. His father played in the league as well. Yeah. I yeah. 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 Sure did. And then I got one more spot, and then we can move him around. Then we can move. Then we can move. On. <laughs> Um, One more spot. Let me see. Oh, GK, why are you thinking too? I just wanted to say shout out Dre Day, man. Dre Day, uh, Dre Day said that he agreed with your pop take, bro. He picking pop over Phil. <laughs> I have several reasons. Like I just now I know we you went on a tangent, and and, and Al Bushman said he seen he seen you throw his name in the comment. He said he seen it. Oh man! Why these I, guys no, are... I like. I by the way, for the record, I like L. Bushman. I just thought that. No, no, he knows that. No, it's all jokes. It's all in love. His pop, uh, Phil logic. Was yeah, just he said, "No, I saw that." I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna get you next time he's on the show. That's what I'm saying. That's fine. He can get. <laughs> yeah, next time, just be waiting. He's gonna be waiting for something, and he's gonna he gonna get you. I know they're gonna get me for something. <laughs> I'm I'm always getting got for something. All right, so we got one more. Why are you guys thinking about that one more? I got to start doing this in the beginning of the show after I introduce you guys. But I want to thank you guys over on YouTube for watching the video. Um, for the ones that's not subscribed, hit that hit the subscribe button, man. Help us out. Hit the like button if you watch the video, all right? Um, you guys over in Anchor, uh, Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating. Uh, and, you know, if you could find so follow us on Instagram, drop us some questions, uh, drop some topics you want us to talk about. But back to you guys being quiet. Today's episode is sponsored by PointsBet, the fastest growing online bookmaker in America. A fully traditional sports book that offers customers more markets and rewards like no other sports book. Head over to PointsBet.com and sign up today to enter the promo code FTS250 to, to receive two risk-free bets. Yes, I said two risk-free bets up to $2,000. SportsBet is available only in New Jersey, New York, Illinois, and Iowa. Void where prohibited, must be 21 years and older. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis, counseling, and services. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's just hard because of the amount of injuries from this year. Yeah. Like, I got about three or four guys alone that they were wiped out before halfway through the season, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but they were pretty good backs. No P.T. Hayward, no William Jackson the third. You said James Bradbury, no, no, he not up there no more. Adore Jackson, no. I would um, say. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, the baby is white. Bradbury's borderline. I feel like. Um, where's Tredavious White? Let me find him. He's pretty solid out of Buffalo. He is. Just he tore his ACL. Yeah. Yeah. How That's many times did he target it? I don't see him on here. He tore his, I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL uh, early in the year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Okay. William Jackson only played 12 games, too. Um, maybe Jamel Dean. Uh, Bryce Hall. If I'm not mistaken, he had a he had a, a pretty decent year. Just he plays for the Jets, so that's. Wait, you don't have Bradbury on there. Want for Bradbury? Yeah, that'd be the last one. Yeah. Okay. I, I just then, I, I was looking at what you I found what you were looking at GK. That's why I I was zoned in. So I kind of was like, then, all right, he got um, the numbers. Well, see, the thing is, like, I'm trying to sort these things, but like. 
the list is so long because I can't I can't filter it to like corners only and shit. It's like yeah, every I single see. position. <laughs> yep, I know, I know exactly what list you're looking at. It's got inside linebacker, safety, strong safety, free safety. Yeah. So like, yeah, this is like really hard. I thought at just cornerback and safeties. I mean, this with with the amount of injuries with like Marcus Peters, um, Jair, right. Uh, Tredavious, I mean, it's not a bad list. What about Micah Hyde? Oh, he's safety. Yeah, he, he mainly plays safety. Because I was going to say, uh, I mean, even with Gilmore being hurt, it's it's hard not having them in the list. I mean, it's going to look weird, but it was just another. Oh, no, I see linebackers too. I mean, D- DJ That's Reed had a pretty good season too. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Oh. Um... I mean, I'm, I feel like we can rock with this list, but definitely need some. Are we changing play. anybody around, or is this final? This the list. I would say uh, we could change some stuff around on this list. <laughs> definitely. What do you think should be higher or lower? I will move Lattimore up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would definitely move Lattimore. Yeah, move him to. Yeah. On this list, I would probably say either. Three at the highest, I would say. Um, with that, it's got to be a two to one vote. It's only three, you guys. <laughs> I, I, I like that. I, I really do. I like you Lattimore. Can? I really do. What do you want to do? Move Lattimore up to three. Yeah. To three. Okay. I, I, I could see him no hiding three. All right, so uh-huh. who's going to six? So like, well, why? I'm, I'm, I, can, I can see him. I can see him at at like at at four. At four? Yeah. But like, That's... why are why are we <laughs> like what are we basing these? Eric, why, he's asking why you why why you want to move him up. What are the reasons that you want to move him up? He's putting you in the courtroom. He put me in the courtroom. I hear you. Wait, so uh, like, so like, if we put Lattimore at three, right? So, what makes him better than J.C. Jackson? I would think, based on on uh, his numbers with, with with Denzel, he just had a monster season, man. He's just one of those guys. He's a beast, man. Okay, uh, okay. Let me let, let me tell you. Okay, so. Lattimore played 16 games. J.C. Jackson played 17 games. So J.C. was healthier for one more game. Lattimore had three picks. Jackson had eight. They were both targeted the same amount of times, 106 times. Lattimore gave up 61 completions. J.C. Jackson only gave up 52. Lattimore uh, gave up 826 yards. J.C. Jackson only gave up 658 yards. Lattimore gave up 13.5 yards per completion. J.C. Jackson only gave up 12.7 yards per completion. Uh, Lattimore allowed a 92.7 quarterback rating for opposing quarterbacks. J.C. Jackson only allowed a 46.8. So in what metric is Lattimore better than Jackson? I would say Lattimore, I would put him at two simply because Lattimore is, let's see, let me pull him up. You said uh, two? I would put Lattimore at, no, no, at three. I'm sorry. No higher than three. 
Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, wh- why is he better than J.C. Jackson, though? No, I well, who's saying J.C. Jackson going to stay at three, though? So yeah. are you going if you are you leaving A.J. Terrell at two? Uh, no, I will move Jackson up to to two, and I will put Lattimore at three. That's what I'm saying. I, I will put Lattimore no higher than three. Okay, well, so you want to move AJ Terrell down? I want to move him down. I will move him, eight, if not four or five, behind Howard. Okay. Behind- so AJ Terrell had the same amount of picks as Marshawn. They both had three. But AJ Terrell was targeted 66 times and only allowed 29 receptions. 29 receptions, yeah. Yeah. His only overall three. grade was at 82.7. That's pretty doggone good. AJ <laughs> Terrell. Wait, yeah. AJ Terrell was tar- targeted 86 times. He allowed 50% completion. He only allowed 417 yards. He only allowed three touchdowns, and he only allowed a 61 quarterback rating. So, AJ Terrell is two. I mean, I guess he's yeah. All of his stats are better than Lattimore. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, Lattimore. I would put I would put Lattimore over. I mean, unless unless this this is telling me wrong, I'd put him over Xavier. Xavier had. I don't know. Xavier had two more interceptions than him. Xavier Howard, yeah. All right. Uh, Howard, yeah, had two more picks. Uh, he allowed 49 completions for 614 yards. That's pretty good. He allowed a 72 um, quarterback rating. He allowed 12.5 yards per target uh, or per completion, I'm sorry. Um, 6.6 yards per target. Uh, like all of his, all of Howard's stuff is better than Lattimore's. Basically, all, pretty much all of it, yeah. Exactly. Every every stat's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Xavier Howard is a bad boy. I, I, I've always liked him. Uh, I just think that... Uh, so what you're saying, move Xavier Howard to where? What would you put him on your list? Um... I just have to look at Slay. So far, so far the top four look pretty good. Um, huh? Let me see. Where's Darius Slay? Okay, he got targeted 85 times, three interceptions, allowed 50 catches for 535. Oh, that's really good. Uh, only 535, right? And he allowed a 74.4 quarterback rating. He allowed 10 only 10 yards per catch only 6.3 yards per target so that's really good um yeah you could possibly move Darius this season I think you could you could almost swap Xavier and Darius yeah arguably yeah yeah, yeah. I mean H- Howard was targeted a lot more but I mean how um... It's close, man. Yeah, that's Howard, it. <laughs> Howard just has two, list, man. Howard just has two. two yeah, I like I like Howard staying ahead of Darius, to be honest. Okay. I think right, bottom bottom half. Bottom half. Yeah. Okay. So now we gotta look at Ward, Sertan, Bradbury, and Diggs. And then we I almost kind of want to argue for an eleventh guy. I just don't know who that'd be, but 
right, let's but start. But you said Diggs if, might if not we, stay here. That's why I'm putting him at if 10. We, if, if you have an 11 side, Trayvon Diggs is going. Because as as – You said it, GK. Yeah, you said it when we started. It, well, the only thing keeping him there is the amount of interceptions, but everything else is awful. Well, you, <laughs> yeah. have, you have to know – everybody knows your best corner is not being targeted every single game. I mean, every single play. Right. It's like it's, right. it's not going to happen. Darrell Reeves was not targeted every single play. Uh, Dion was not targeted every single play. Uh, who else? Trying to dig deep into the bag. A lot of times they just wouldn't even throw to their that's, side. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. They shut down a whole half of a field. Trayvon Diggs. I remember the- one. I remember one game a quarterback. They, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Revis or. Who it was, but they was like that nonsense was saying it like, yo, don't throw to this side. <laughs> and I think it was Peyton Man and Peyton Man, and it was either Peyton Man or Tom Brady. He just threw to the side where he's at, he picked them off. <laughs> I just told you not to throw to that side. <laughs> it, I mean, Ward's stats are pretty good too. <clears throat> he, he allowed 47 completions, he had three picks. I think the biggest question here is Trayvon Diggs. I think you can't give up a, over a thousand passing yards as a corner right like right. that yeah. once you give four digits worth of yards everything you else that you've done has been voided <laughs> yeah I, I i agree with uh, uh tk i would well uh, the interceptions are probably the only thing that really keeps him on this list for real um uh, so the other guys that we might we have we could look at possibly replacing him <laughs> DJ Reed, Casey Hayward, uh, Awuzi. Awuzi had, had a good year. I forgot about him. Uh, mm, Jamel Dean. That's a pretty good list. Uh, Witherspoon, Hobbs. I don't know. Any of those guys, maybe. Um, so. I don't know. I, I mean, James I kind of like, yeah. like Reed. He only he only allowed five point eight yards per target, and he was targeted eighty eight times. He only gave up three touchdowns. Uh huh. Dean. Reed. 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 Yeah. Or, um, yeah. I mean, he only allowed forty seven percent completion percentage. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it's loud. That's actually, that's really good. Like no one else that average, no one else that got thrown to like over shit. Like it looks like 60, anybody with 67 or more targets Mm -hmm. doesn't have anywhere close to that uh, completion percentage allowed. So So I think what we can do is take, Patrick and James move them both down one and put Reed at eight because Patrick and James they were one interception apart if I'm not mistaken I just closed my site but I, you because you, you GK you were just talking about DJ Reed right mm-hmm. yeah I, I think I think we should add him to the list yeah. I don't let me see if he's better than Patrick Sertan. Uh I don't have anything on. Uh, 
They're see. both very close too. I mean, I, I still think Sertan is better than Reed. Okay. And then who was the other one? Uh, Bradbury. Let me see. Bradbury. Bradbury yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bradbury's not as good. So I think um, maybe you could put Reed ahead of Bradbury almost. Yeah. Yeah. So Bradbury. Team. Bradbury allowed like 850 yards. So that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, not at all. So Brad, Bradbury at ten. You said put Bradbury at ten and put Reed at nine. <clears throat> yeah. And then I, I think our list looks pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And I just want everybody to know this is based on the production from the 2021 season. Right. Uh, so like there are some maybe more talented guys, but like we said, Jair Alexander, he only played like what did I say? Four games or something. Yeah. So yeah. Somebody like that. We can't have on there. Cause they didn't play. Like, I feel like you got to have it played at least 12 to 15 games at least. You know? Right. Yep. Yeah. So for the listeners at home, this is the final list. All right. At one, we got Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, then AJ Terrell, then CJ Jackson. J- I said CJ, JC Jackson. <laughs> I was in the- <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Alexander Howard, uh Darius Slay, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, Patrick Sotain Jr., DJ Reed, and James Bradbury. All right. If you agree with the list, you don't let us know. It will be posted on Twitter, um, our Instagram, my Facebook group. So you can go over there and let us know if you got a better list or what you think we should take account when we're making the list. And uh yeah. I think we did pretty good. That was an impressive list, man. That really was. And it it all comes down to to the injuries. I mean, yeah, like we're, we're used to seeing Alexander. We're used to seeing Tredavious White. We're used to seeing Stephon right. Gilmore, uh, Marcus Peters. It's we had a we had a lot of names that like we weren't expecting to to hit top ten. Yeah, GK is always good with that. That's why I always like having a top ten. Yo, uh, the Cowboy fans are going to come for us, but whatever, bro. You can't, you can't. give up 1,000 yards. Bro, I'm saying, dude. Arguably. But arguably, this was the talk all over the Facebook groups, too. Like Exactly. How good oh, of a quarterback You can pull up videos of, of, of Diggs being burnt by – he got burnt by A.J. Listen, Green. He gave oh. up 16.8 yards per carry. I mean, per, 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 uh, per catch. Yeah. yeah, that is that's not, a, dude, that is a lot. Like nobody else, <laughs> nobody else is doing that, man. Like all the other guys, they're like 12, 12, 11, <clears throat> even some of the bad ones, 14, 10, less than 10. Like no one, that's is the most 16 by a mile. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's not good at all, no. at all. That's that's more than a first down and a half. Uh, right, uh, right. <laughs> it's uh, almost two first downs. Yeah, exactly. almost two first downs to catch. That's not good. It's not, right. it's not good. Let's get into <laughs> some. Let's get into some juice. Uh, I think over the last week, uh, news came out that the Steelers have hired uh, Brian Flores. And if for you guys that don't know, let me refresh your memory. Brian Flores is still suing the NFL uh, and three teams, including my team, uh, the Giants, um, for you know the Rooney Rule and just interviewing African-American coaches just to interview them when they already picked their candidates and um, the Broncos for showing up late and so on and so forth. Go check out the story if you haven't. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to get with uh, with you guys and see what your 
you know, your feelings are um, on Brian Flores getting hired and still suing the NFL. And I'll start with you, GK. Well, so I think that it's good for him. Um, I'm glad that he's doing it. The only thing that I had doubts about was like hearing him speak. I, I think it was maybe on the get up, um, whatever. Sh- yeah, get up. And he sounded kind of like an idiot. To be honest, he sounded kind of, he sounded kind of, I don't know, something wasn't right, but like, um, but I don't know, I'll give him a pass, I don't know, like, whatever. I'm glad that he's doing it, and I'm glad that he's trying to, like, expose and, like, because there needs to be integrity when it comes to all this, I think, so, um, yeah, good for him. Do you think it affects his job, though, with the Steelers? Like, do you think he'll be able to still do his job to the, to the highest extent? while he's worrying about like what's going to happen with the lawsuit with the NFL. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think, um, so I think once he steps foot in the door and he clocks in, then it's going to be all business. They're not going to have to worry about whatever he might have some stress. Uh, once he leaves the building and clocks out, obviously all that's going to be stressful. Sure. But I don't think the stress is going to spill over into his bil- ability to be the linebackers coach or whatever, like, He's a good he's coach. An assistant de- defensive coach slash linebackers coach, right? Yeah, so he, he's a good coach. I think he's going to do a, a good job at his job. I think everybody within the facility, when they're on the clock, they're not even going to be thinking about that. It's not going to have an effect on that. You know, I think he's going to be able to compartmentalize and the team's going to be able to compartmentalize like the, stre- the outside stress from that and then when they're in the building. I don't think it's really going to be issues other than the media like making a deal about it. All right, Cam, let me kick it to you. Do you think um, that this is a good look for the NFL with, you know, Brian Flores coming out and saying what he's saying and then still being able to get a job and not getting blackballed like every other coach? Uh, I mean, I, I would have to say it's – I feel like the – NFL was going to do everything they could to try to get this, like, pushed back. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still I, – I, I knew for a fact that he was going to get a job somewhere. But I feel like he's going to be on the radar. And every, any small thing he does, I feel like they're going to try and give him the boot. I feel like – so it's – it's it, it's a it, this time it'll be a, a – a lawful yeah, yeah legitimate termination yes exactly but i mean i feel like every team knows exactly who they're going to get no matter what like i know uh under the radar people talk to organizations talk to coaches all the time i mean we just don't hear about it or they just don't get caught i mean how they how they handled the situation especially with having the Rooney rule and everything now each team is they like they're they're already knowledgeable to what they have to do it's just their choice it's the ownership and the GM on if they actually want to go with it and have to deal with the repercussions that like this with Brian Flores but I mean, like GK was saying, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be business when it needs to be business and he'll handle his personal life on his on his personal time. But at the same time, you have to think if this isn't resolved by the season, 
will it affect his game? You're going to have the press before the game. You're going to have the press about after it. the game. Press own him. And I mean, what happens if it doesn't, if, if the, if the lawsuit doesn't go his way, is it going to piss him off to the, to the point where he's going to, it's going to affect him more mentally. And is he going to try to, is he going to try to blackball the NFL and stuff like that? I'm, I, I feel like this is handled bad on both sides of the situation. Like he had a great season with Miami. Why he got fired. And I, I don't know. It was, it was dumb. Um, but I, I feel like, if if the situation isn't resolved by the season, then it could potentially affect his coaching, and and probably affect his career. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's great uh, for the Steelers organization. I think it's a great look for them. Uh, man, hats off to uh, Mike Tomlin and their owner uh, uh, Rooney for uh, making this move. The only the only pushback that I see is, is just to piggyback off uh, uh, what my man was just saying. The, the media is, 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 you know, he's going to have to deal with press before and after games. Uh, he's a great coach. He, he has a great mind for football. Um, I, I'm just hoping it doesn't affect his, his job and, and his performance as a coach with all the pressure. Uh, that's going to be on him uh, because he's going to be microscope for everything that he does and everything that he says. Uh, it's it's kind of like a kind of like a a, a a Kaepernick situation. If, if Kaepernick had had a, had a, got a job with anybody, he would have had to deal with the same thing: media before and after the game. And, and why, why are you still kneeling? Why ain't you kneeling? Exactly. And it, it would have been one big circus, you know, every game. And and I, I think that's a that's a large part why he, he didn't uh get a job with anybody who wants to put up with that circus every game. So hopefully, uh uh, like it was just said, uh just mentioned the the NFL resolves this before the season so it doesn't get to that point. Um uh, I'm, I'm just hoping uh, – uh, I'm, I'm glad he's got a job. Like I said, I think it's a good look for the Steelers and, 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 the, and the move that they made. But the, the quicker they resolve this thing, the, the, the better off I think it'll be for not only just Flores, but the NFL as well. I have one more thing. Um, it just seems very confusing to me. Like uh, – because it would seem as though they hired him to lose and he was just like a placeholder maybe. Right. But then when you look at all of the pieces that they got, um, the defense was already very good and they have a star in Xavier Howard on defense. They have uh, Christian Wilkinson or Wilkins on the, on the defensive line. They, they had Minka Fitzpatrick who was a star as well. They um on offense they didn't do much. I mean they found Waddle, right? Um and honestly, I've always been a two a hater. I always felt like he wasn't the guy, but I watched a lot of Dolphins tape this season, and as the season was going along, it looked like Tua was playing better and better, and he had started to get better command of the offense and was more decisive 
and he was throwing strikes. So like he could potentially be their next, their, their, their quarterback moving forward. So with all of that, it seemed like they were progressing. Right. And the fact that Flores, um, I believe when he got there the prior season, they were, they had a losing season and then he turned them into winners or, you know, at least close to 500 or above 500 in this time there. Right. So that makes it even more confusing because they didn't appear to really be in like tank mode yet. He's saying that they asked him to lose games and that's where like the whole thing, you know, went awry. So the whole thing's very confusing to me. And I I hope that like we can make some sort of sense of this investigation. I don't know what your guys thoughts or if you guys have an opinion on that sort of aspect of it, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very confusing to me. Now I would just say uh, with me, with my criminal justice background, we just got to wait till facts come out. So once we get, once they get, you know, done with this investigation, whoever, when that report come out, we'll have a a bigger outlook on um, what's going on because uh, right now it's only what Brian Flores is saying. And then, what the owners are saying. So we don't really know, but um, the lawyers from what the lawyers said, when they were on get up, they said they have a, they have proof. They have a mountain, like mountain of proof with all of the allegations, all the allegations that they're making. So, I mean, it might not make sense to us, but it, it surely makes sense to them lawyers to pursue it. So, and they're going at the uh, company monster as the, like the NFL. It's not like just the, the, the teams they're going after the NFL too because like they they want to bring light to the situation of this Rooney rule and you know coaches and it's not I don't think it's um <clears throat> excuse me I don't think it's even a problem of just like African American coaches I think it's like all coaches so like one of you guys alluded to earlier is like they know who I think it was you Cam you said they know who they want already going into it so if that's yeah. the case then this rule is, you know, obsolete because these owners still be like, yo, I know who I want. This guy is hired already. I just got to interview these other five candidates, whether they're white, black, or blue. But it gets to the point where they're trying to push, you know, a narrative of, or a consensus of getting more African-Americans in that, in those positions. And I, I can understand it, but it's like, I think we need to look at it as a whole, like the situation as a whole of the hiring situation when it comes to owners, I think we need to look at their practices, the way they hire. Maybe you need to come up with a little team that sits in these meetings and, and trains these guys on like, yo, I understand this is what you're looking for in a coach to come coach your football team, but you can't overlook some guy that has never coached on this level when you have four or five people that actually coached on this level and, and have success at this level. And that's what's being done to me where I feel like Brian Flores' lawsuit shed some light. Now, to speak to the last thing to your point, I just don't know. Like you said, I want more facts to come out. So I'm, I'm not going to really dive too deep into what my thoughts are on it because like I said I'm a criminal justice major. So we, we live on facts, like evidence. So, um, but I could just go over what his lawyer said because they looked like they were serious and to go up against somebody like the NFL, like Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the only one I think in recent history that could say that he kind of did that, but it's not well, an easy thing. Also, sus is the, uh, the Dolphins owner, like, it's, it seems like. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, to offer a coach $100,000 to lose it. Like, he told them, go on vacations, like, do all this other stuff. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, like that's what's confusing me. Did that's you mean, a, no, like, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, did you mean take the vacation while the game is happening? Right. Like, did you not just want me to show up on my job? Right. And so, like, it seems to me, like, 
because like I said before, it seemed like they, they were getting all the ingredients to make a good team moving forward. Like it seemed like they were, you know, getting good pieces on their roster. They were, they had a good coach. Obviously he was coaching them well. And then all this stuff like, oh, he's trying to get him to tank on purpose. Da da da. Then he fires him. Da da da. So like, what are you really trying to do? It doesn't, it seems like there's something else on his agenda, maybe like with, you know, uh, from a business perspective, like he, he, it doesn't really seem like his mission is like winning the Super Bowl. It seems like there's something else going on. It's really fishy. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a mystery up in there. Uh, like, like TK just said, you know, hey, they, they almost made the playoffs. I mean, like, okay, now which direction is going? And then all these accusations just come out and then your coach is gone. And then, you know, it, 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 it turned into a big mess out of nowhere. To me, I, I think also one point we're missing is like, how is it for the players to to keep getting these coaches in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out? Like, how do you build the system? How do you build confidence in yourself that you can get a job done where every year you got a new system in place that you have to learn by before the season starts? Exactly. Like, that hurts too, especially when you got a coach that could show that he has a will to win with that group of guys you had out there. You wouldn't say it's the best group of guys, but they had it, they were building something like GK said. So, yeah, that part kind of gets me too. Like, you want a coach that can show that winning aspect. And that's why I said when Brian Flores was let go and I heard the Giants was interested in him, I was like, yo, that's the pick for us because he brings a winning mentality. And I think that confidence that he brings, he gives that to our team. I think we play better just off of his confidence of knowing how to win, knowing how to scheme against other teams and stuff like that. But, I mean, I would like to see what comes out of it. Just going to have to wait and see. Didn't the Dolphins win like six or seven in a row or something? Yeah, they went on like, a, I think, an eight-game win Seven, yeah, eight-game win streak. Yeah, crazy. They did. They but, were, they but we did talk about in that time the teams they played in that time. So Well, yeah, but – but I mean, they did that for for, for that team. It's a it's amazing that they they weren't losing games in that stretch. So I get what you're right saying. somewhere along the line, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's let's uh let's move on. We're coming to the close of the NFL segments that I have for you guys. But you know we can't move on without this new thing I like to do called cut one player. So I got one for you, and this one's running backs. All right. So I try to not put big names, but I wanted to put like those second the guys that like has a name, but it's like huh. All right, so I got Joe Mixon, uh, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris. Cut one player. Um, Najee? Najee. You cutting him? Yes. Okay. Eric, you too? Uh, I'm a Bama, I'm Bama roll tie, but in this list, man, I I gotta go with Najee, man. (laughs) He hasn't established anything. He's, he's a great running back. I, 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 I feel like he fits Pittsburgh tremendously. But makes me want to pull up my our running back list to see where we had Najee on the running back list. This is the way I look at it is Najee's the youngest. So like, if that's my stable of running backs, I'm keeping him and then I'm maybe cutting Cook or Mixon because of their injury history. Like I'm definitely 100% keeping Chubb. I'm keeping Najee because he's the youngest and could pos- potentially be end up being the most talented. So those two I'm keeping. And then between Mixon or Cook, I would base it on durability. I don't really know who's more durable out of the two. So Najee, Najee Harris was three on our list. Joe Mixon was in front of him. Nick Chubb was below him. Um, and Cook well, didn't make the list. I mean, I'm I'm feeling like Cook is probably a little bit more talented than Mixon. 
Um, yeah, that Dalvin Cook's a bad boy. So I'm probably gonna cut Mixon to be honest. I'm gonna cut. So Mixon. we got Harris, Harrison, Mixon. All right. So let's let's move on to this this uh this All Star Week. We uh we gonna start we gonna start backwards. All right. So we had a good. I, I would guess people say we had a good All Star game. You know, Curry dropped 50, wins MVP. LeBron hits the last shot in in Cleveland, and uh you know to to seal the game. You know, great storyline. We get the the top 75 introductions. Better than the Pro Bowl. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. So what do you got? What were you guys thoughts on the All-Star game? I thought the All-Star game was, you know, was a success. Uh, it, you know, if, if you scratch out that dunk contest, that's the only thing I had a problem with. That was like the worst thing I ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Go, go at it. Tell him, Eric. That, I, I could go to a any playground around here and find a better dunk contest than that, man. I I don't like the fact that, okay, I understand it. If, if, if you go and you attempt three dunks and you miss them, okay, all right, your time is up and you're on a time uh, limit anyway. But all these attempts and and the guy pulling out Timberlands and dunking in Tim, come on, man. I mean, you can't get no more creative than that, man. It, it was already a... a, a a terrible <laughs> to me. The only guy that I wanted to, to, to that I was really interested in seeing was Obi Toppin and and the green guy out of uh, uh, Houston. Yeah, Jalen. But yeah, um, but he even he was horrible. You know, it was it was they just, both were. Yeah, yeah, they both were. Somebody had to win it though. Yeah, it, it was just like they had to give a trophy to somebody just to yep. get it over with. You know, <laughs> do you they think should they should just do away with the dunk contest? Like, no stars want to be a part of part of it. The guys that actually do electrifying dunks in game don't want to be a part of the All Star like the dunk contest no more. And I think it started. I said this yesterday. It started with LeBron. When LeBron yeah. started turning it down, I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going." Other stars would be like, "All right, I'm, I'm yeah. not go either." Yeah, I, I mean, don't need, got- why? Why I want a dunk contest on my resume? That ain't helping me. You know what? They ain't gonna be like he's a seven time All Star, three time dunk contest champion. Like they ain't like nobody yeah. bring that up. <laughs> the last thing you would mention. So, but yeah, yeah, GK, what do you? What were your thoughts on the All Star game? Um, no, I, I thought. Um, I just I agree like with uh, Eric. I just the dunk contest. I don't know what you could do with it. Like yes. I'm thinking maybe if you. Everybody keeps it, saying bring dunkers like. From other places, like or I was thinking, like if you do some kind of thing where you like uh, progressively hire the bet, like make the height of the basket go up or something. I don't know. I don't know what the heck you can do. But um, no, I thought All Star Weekend was pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that like the the All Star game uh, was close in the last um, at the end of the game. That was cool. Yeah, one sixty, one sixty three. Right. Yeah, so um, I think that's that's a good thing that it was like a one possession game or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I thought at least they were, even though it is what it is, it was way, way better, like I said before, than how football does. So yeah, yeah. I like the format that it's on too. It's a point, uh, you know, amount of points that they're after. And first one, yeah, I think it was like 163. Uh, it was 163 or 162, something like that. Yeah. 
And, you know, that, I, I I like that format better than what it was before. But, but yeah, but you can't win on the field. Like, you, this is the same format that Anthony Davis won with free throw. Yeah, now that was horrible. <laughs> no, you, know what I, you know what the other thing is? And I, I mentioned this about the Pro Bowl, too, is, like, if they did some kind of thing where both sides had money on the line, like, I think I saw something online where it was, like um, – But they played for charity. Yeah. Well, no, it was, like – it was, like – the losing team gives the winning somebody on the winning team five percent of their salary or something like that. Oh, the hell no. Um, Why well, that would I make you five percent of my salary for beating me in one game. Well, that would make you want to try to win the game. <laughs> no, it's gonna make people not want to play in the game. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm out. A sub, give me, get a sub in there. Like, I'm not. Yeah. My leg. Uh, my leg. Like, no, nah, I can't. I can't play. My hamstring, James Harden. Like, no. Nah. Nah. Right, but I mean, I I do think that somebody should be smart enough to come up with something to make them you, you, want to you, win. You know what's so crazy to me? The dunk contest was so bad, and I know I didn't get to you, Eric, but the dunk contest is so bad that we got to two people talking about our star weekend, and nobody mentioned Cat winning the three point contest. Go ahead, Eric. You, what did you What did you enjoy about that our star weekend? <laughs> well, I thought the uh. I thought the other guy he didn't have a turn in it. Cam, 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 not Eric, Cam, Cam. I'm looking at Cam, but I say Eric, I apologize. Y'all said it. I mean, it was it's no dunk contest. We'll talk it, about it no more dunk so, contests. It was so bad you can't even talk about cat. I don't know. Uh <laughs> it was weird seeing a big man in a three point contest. It definitely was odd. But I mean, uh Okay well, Love won one year, didn't he? Or no? Yeah. Did he? So, I think he did. But I mean, cat, cat's a center. Kevin, Kevin Love. I mean, he he would play center sometimes, but yeah, he, he's power. he's more of a power forward. It's just, but I mean, it was it was it was crazy seeing. Is cat, cat the big the best big man shooting big man in the league? Uh, one Is of them. Is cat the best? Because he said he is. I we gotta we gotta figure it out. <laughs> we gotta yeah. figure it out for him. I don't know. Go ahead, Cam. Uh, as far as height, I, I would I would put Durant ahead of him. <laughs> I think Durant is, is a, I think that's a different conversation. Do we consider Durant a big man? Right. I guess he can't really be, call him a big man. Yeah. But go ahead, let Cam finish. I'm sorry. John ja, ja Morant is is that dude. And I thought oh, man. he he was like, since y'all y'all ain't getting nothing, no no show before the all-star game. He he had his own dunk show. And I mean, it was it was great. Uh, it was good seeing um, Bron get the game winner in Cleveland. That was pretty cool. Uh, I was expecting, yeah, exactly. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting uh, Curry to to break the the record, but I felt like everybody was like they were they were double teaming him and stuff, so he couldn't get it. But uh, like always, Giannis, the the hardest. Hardest playing all star player ever. He, he, I, it, it was a great game. I, I loved it. Uh, the top 75, that was, that was a great, uh, a great presentation and everything. And it was cool seeing all the players interact. Uh, did y'all see the video of when Ray Allen was, was walking down and he, it's the Isaiah oh, Thomas one. Yeah. It's the Isaiah Thomas one, and it's the Ray Allen one. It's two of them. 
Oh man, yeah. I saw both of those. <laughs> Isaiah walks up to Magic, they start talking. Isaiah walks off and then Magic turns around. Him and him and Joe and say something to each other and they start dying laughing, bro. Laughing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, it was but but the video of KG, they took a picture later on too and yeah like afterwards so you don't know if it was like for show or they were just doing it that's why i don't have it on the dock i don't know what's going on with them. i'm a boston fan i don't even care so your, your careers are <laughs> over with like we want some big and better things we got jason tatum and, and Jalen brown now nobody worries about kg it was, talk it about was you cool seeing them it was cool seeing all all the guys like through how this like throughout the years and how they went by positions and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was one of the highlights. Gotta fix the dunk contest though. A three point contest, I, I wasn't expecting towns to outshoot shooters. Uh but I guess we gotta start understanding that he can shoot the ball, especially when it's like no defender in front of him. All right. Um, so I want to I want to move on and I want to get to a conversation that I've been meaning to have with you guys for a while. Right. And what sparked this conversation back up is the last conversation that Cam was on the show when I believe yeah it was Cam and Melvin when we talked about Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton not being the type of help that Clay Thompson and Steph Curry is. So I want to pose a question to you guys and I'll answer it first because I'm, I'm going to go with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Uh, which or who, like multiple, are the most like who and who and which NBA player is the most underrated to you guys? I'm going Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. I'm going two players because I don't think that people like GK understand how vital they were to Giannis winning that title last year. Like that whole playoffs run came down to a game seven with Katie and Katie's foot on the line to hit the ceiling game. It counts as a two. Like so. Like, the, like, they could have been beat last year, and that's my thing. But I think, and especially the way the Suns was playing, and I know they played injured teams, they could have, the Bucks could have went into that game with like, yeah, this is an easy win for us, but they didn't. They went out there and they showed out and showed that they, they're a top team in the league. And I think Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday is a is a big reason for that. So I'm going to start with Eric. Who is, who or whom is your uh, most underrated player in the NBA? I think uh, one of the most underrated players and and uh, not talked about a whole lot is uh, John Collins out of Atlanta. Uh, I think he's uh, kind of the the the, the right hand man to Trey. Uh, Atlanta doesn't have a success without a healthy John Collins playing the way that he does. Um, I think him and. Uh, that guy, uh, uh, Joe Harris, I think the Nets really miss Joe Harris, man. Uh, just a shooter that can just fire it up from anywhere. The, you know, the, those two guys right there, I think they're probably two of the most unappreciated guys in the league right now, you know. Uh, do big things for, for both of their teams, but rarely talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm only picking one or I pick two. I pick two. I said who, how many, don't matter. You could give us five if you want. Well, one name I want to mention for sure is Seth Curry. I feel like, um, that's a good name. He's like so accurate. And in terms of just being a role player of like a, um, a sharpshooter, like 
spot up sharpshooter and like you know he moves around pretty well too uh i think it's super valuable asset and if like if you need him to fill like a you know a, a pretty good contribution in terms of like a, a role player for a championship caliber team i think he can do that um the other person i like that not a lot of people talk about is jared allen um I think uh, he's one of the best centers in the league. Um, I mean, he doesn't he he doesn't have range and shoot the ball. I guess that's like why he's not a sexy player to talk about. But you know, he does the dirty work and he does it well. Um, <clears throat> and then one more I want to mention is Desmond Bain. Uh, he uh, he's quietly very good on Memphis and Memphis doesn't really get a lot of attention on, up until this year and outside of John Morant. So uh, Bain's definitely uh, a key contributor for their team and their success. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say Stan, Stanley Johnson. I mean, he, he came on to the Lakers not, not too long ago, but he's he started off on a 10 day contract. If I'm not mistaken, he had like two 10 day contracts and was just, he was the Lakers defense like him and another one uh Austin Reeves this young white boy on the Lakers just uh, he's a shooter he goes out there and plays with heart like I, I feel like, like he's he's like a mini Caruso like it's it's he's he's fast-paced he's defense he's he's young and like he's he can shoot the ball too but him and Stanley Johnson uh Definitely don't get talked about enough, but I feel like they're going to be huge, huge parts of uh, the Lakers going going forward. If if they stick with Stanley Johnson and keep him going into next season, I feel like it's going to be good for their defense, but also have two young guys to run, to incorporate into their, their offense a little more, to just, just also just give them depth on the uh, – on the team with the amount of injuries and everything that they've they've had this season. I'm really glad you said that because I was actually I've been a long fan, a long time fan of Stanley Johnson because he was so sick at Arizona he was awesome and yeah, he, he has so much potential like he 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 can pretty much do everything all around um but it's just a matter of like can he reach his potential and then mentally like can he find his confidence and like you know be an alpha dog and that's kind of as far as I can see, like that's kind of what's holding him back. But uh, but yeah, I'm surprised you said that. But I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Vogel will be able to <gasps> to help Stanley tap into to that potential because his defense is is amazing. I mean, he he went from two day two ten day contracts to a contract to to finish up the season. So I mean, you got to be able to bust your ass to be able to earn that. So hopefully, like I said. Hopefully they're they're able to keep him after this season because I mean I well I mean we'll see uh, how far uh, the Lakers can can get uh, rounding out the end of this season now um, and then like I said Austin Reeves he's he's a he's a young guy good shooter his defense is good and I mean he I feel like he he fits the pace the Lakers are trying to do so yeah yeah I I really like Reeves he uh, he doesn't play like you know, his role, he, he plays, he, he shoots like he's a superstar. He's not scared of the moment at all. And I love that about his game, man. He'll, he'll take a shot from anywhere. He, he, he just doesn't, 
he just doesn't have a contest for real. And, and I love that. I, I really love that about his game. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys said some good names. Um, I'm still sticking with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton until GK gives him <laughs> some respect. All right. So I got another, I got another. I'm going to save. I had another conversation I wanted to get into, but I'm going to save that one for next week. I mean, uh, Friday, next episode. I keep saying next week, no, next episode. Um, but I want to ask a question, right? Because I've been seeing some top 10 lists on TikTok that got KD in it. It got James Harden in it, Steph in it. So I want to ask a question, man. Like, why Why is it Why is it so easy? Or why are, why, why are our top 10 so different? Um, amongst people like why isn't there a consensus of like all right these are the top greatest players that ever played the game i can answer that bad gk the question was for you um i think it's the sample since the sample size is growing and there's so many different variables and things to factor in that everybody's idea of the greatest or top whatever of all time is going to be different and lists are going to look different because the weight you hold in some things are going to be different than other people, right? So like other people are going to build their lists based on the foundation of championships, uh, uh, career points, um, win-loss records, stuff like that, right? So some people might use like, that whole thing as like the whole their their whole list like they might build their list upon that whereas other people they might only use that as 50 percent of the amount or or some people not any at all some people might not even some people might take that out of the picture and just go like solely based on game tape ability uh game tape yeah like the you know what their capabilities are on the tape right and then at that point the stats and the achievements don't matter and then some people, they have a mixture of all of the above. Like, you know, some people will say like, um, like for example, like Kyrie and Allen Iverson that like I've heard like, what, what can Allen Iverson do with the ball that Kyrie can't do with the ball? But then it's like, okay, like you're right. If like, that's all you want to look at. But if you want to include other factors, then you have to include other things like so I do acknowledge that but in my opinion I have AI ahead of Kyrie but for other reasons and because I put more weight into other reasons right so everybody's is going to look different just because it's so subjective to your to what defines your list and your level of greatness personally because that's not a binary or definitive thing um, amongst everyone it's going to change from person to person so to me, no one's really list can be incorrect or correct. What What's incorrect or correct is your reasoning behind you, the order of your list. Yeah, it makes sense. I kind of knew you you could answer that one. Anybody else wanted to touch on it before we move on? Well, I get it. I get into it with my son all the time about, you know, my, uh, my, my Mount Rushmore, as I call it. Uh, you know, he's 16, so... Of course, him and his friends, we were sitting around one day and, you know, everybody in the room except me was LeBron's number one. LeBron's number one. And, you know, and, and their argument is he's better than Jordan. Well, 
my argument with them is you guys are 2000 babies. You don't even know. You didn't even see Jordan play. So I have Jordan on my uh, number one on my Mount Rushmore. I have LeBron three on my Mount Rushmore because I I'm kind of biased. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Kobe fan. I was a, I was a huge Kobe fan. I think that's the greatest, the second greatest behind Mike assassin that you will ever see on a basketball court. Uh, I, Eric, I need your top 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need your top 10 right now. Your top 10 players all time. Oh, man. Woo. Cam, you next. So get ready. I'm going, I'm going Mike first. I'm going Kobe. I'm going LeBron. I'm going Kareem. I'm going Magic. I'm going Bill Russell. Even though I didn't see Bill Russell play, I am going. I am going. Uh, Larry Bird. I am going. Let's see. Where am I at now? Am I at six? You you need eight. You at eight now? I'm at eight. Yeah, you got you got you got seven, but you need three more. I need three more. I will take uh, Isaiah Thomas. Mm. I will take a. Oh, if I, I I'm I'm stuck between. You got two more spots. What about like Will and Oscar. Yeah, I, I, I yeah Oscar Oscar Robinson's got to be in there. That that you know I was debating him a nine or ten, but Oscar Robinson's definitely got in there. And I got a uh, uh, uh Will Chamberlain as my ten. I know GK and GK had some problems with that list. No, <laughs> no, I actually I like the list. I just. Well, my list is all messed up, so I like his list. I like his list, and for the reasons that he likes it, I like, yeah. Yeah, I'm on you. What's your top 10 all the time? See, mine's hard, because, I mean, it's, <clears throat> like, some of the players that Eric was saying, like, I didn't, I, I personally, I didn't get to see Mike, and I've only seen highlights. So, it's, it's like he was saying, like, his son's generation, me being 22, almost 23, it's, it's hard for us to speak on Mike. Why do you guys make the argument the LeBron is better than Mike? And just instead, see, this is my problem, not to cut you off. Where did we go from, yo, this is my favorite player of all time, or this is my favorite player right now, to, oh, this is the GOAT, and he's the GOAT, and he's better than him, and he's better than him? <laughs> like, I don't know where we got that from. It came from with you guys. Like, yeah, we used to debate players, but not was like, oh, who's the greatest of all time, like LeBron, like, nah, bro. Like, we didn't we, we didn't care about Bron's that the, growing Bron's up. The, LeBron's yeah. the greatest of his era. Yes, definitely. Definitely. If you go by positions and, and skill-wise, I mean, I, I feel like it's a better – it that that's a better argument than just being like, okay. Because, I mean, you can't just say rings. I'm 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 I'm, I'm – I'm, huge on that you can't just say oh it's jordan has six rings so he's automatically better but like, doesn't, I, see it's not even for me it's not the rings it's, he, he got him in two three peats he did so yeah. when you when you take the ring you shrug your shoulders but how many people have done that okay but take that's Scottie a great accomplishment it's one of the kobe even said it one of the hardest things to do is the three peat it is that's, that came I mean, out of yeah. uh, out of uh, out of one of the greatest my, the hardest thing to do, Groove. How many people on the top ten list repeated? That's a hard achievement to do, and then to do it twice, take take a year and a half off, and then come back and do it again. 
Yeah. That's a hard thing. Like, so like, I understand when you say the rings, but for me, I don't just count the rings. I count the three peats too. Because like I posted, I'll take a two three peats over a three one comeback. I'm sorry, I just the meaning of it and what it how hard it is to achieve that. Like if you're going yeah, and I'm not, and I know some people be like, oh, but you got to take into consideration of who he's playing. I don't, that's the conversation. Just like you don't take a ring. That's does the he, conversation does he I get, hate. Does he get six rings without, without Pippen? Does Pippen get any rings without Jordan? No. Okay. I'll take, but yeah, but uh, okay. What was the Bulls? No, what what, what was was the you Bulls record? I don't know. When, you don't know when, about what? Pippen not getting rings? Or Jordan because not rings? if you want to have that conversation to me, he okay. Then, I, I I retract my statement. You know he doesn't get six. He doesn't get six, but I, he, he does get some. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I was when I was Jordan, on that same page, but I was going weak. When, when Jordan left those two years, the Bulls were still over fifty six wins. True. True. They right. lost to Hakeem. Both years, so if who they had they had Rodman, one of the the. It arguably wouldn't you agrees. say wouldn't you say in that year that Scotty Pippen on the one and a half years or the two years that Scotty had that team, right? What as good as that team was, right, without Jordan, that that was not Pippen's window to show that he could have won he could have won a chip without it was. I just it, wait, wait, wait. So I, I just want to say real quick, because if you wanna argue that, right, you would have to simulate or imagine if Jordan was never in the picture at all, and that's an eight-year window, right? Like the three he was there, the two he missed, and then the three he came back. So mm-hmm. if you imagine Jordan not there at all, Pippen probably would have had another partner to, to fill in Jordan's place. So, so then you look at it like, so the two years, it was just Pippen and he didn't have another partner, right? But if you would have maybe perhaps given Pippen a, a halfway decent partner over the course of that eight, Maybe he still wins at least one. I I I would give him the benefit. Yeah, my, of my thing is so Scotty is the best player on the team, right? You give him a half of whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Scotty's the best player on the team. Do you think it's not then easier for teams to focus in on Scotty and the game that Scotty had back then? No, yeah, that's a good argument. Well, yeah, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Well, so that's had... what I'm saying. I agree with GK when he said Michael finds a way to win chips. I don't know how many he finds without Scotty, but he finds a way to get there. He just has that mentality. Kobe did it when after, even after Shaq left, he took a Gasol, even though Gasol was good and he had a good supporting cast, he found a way to get them there. You, you understand? There was a lot of teams in the picture then. The Spurs were still around. Boston was being put together. Like, and he still found a way to get there. So what I'm saying is, yeah, I don't take it away from Scotty. I don't take the two years away from Scotty, but I do always ask that question like, if Scotty was such this man that Scotty is saying he is now, with the with, with the team on his back, he couldn't finish. And that's all I'm saying. Like with the team on his back, whether he had a second or not, the, the team on his back, he couldn't finish it. But if you put Jordan in that situation where it's just him with the team on his back and they finish with that same record, I think they at least get to the finals and maybe Jordan has a loss there. But I still, that's like maybe 33%. Because I still think Jordan finds a way to just do what he does and win win the game. Without without Phil Jackson, does does Mike? We're going back to it, GK. (laughs) (laughs) We're going back to it, GK. Without Phil Jackson, does he get six? Ask GK. That's GK stance. So I think I look at it like this. Um, I think. 
a big reason why he got the total of six was because of Phil. Yeah. But I think if he never had Phil and had to do everything on his own, he still probably could have got at least one. And that's why I, I, when I talk to people about Peyton Manning, I say, um, who, who was his coach at the time? The guy that's on um, freaking NBC or whatever he's on now. Um, I know you're talking about the, the black dude. Um, Dungey, right? Dungey, yeah. If Dungey went his whole career without Peyton, does he get a ring? Probably not. Probably if not. Peyton went his whole career without Dungey, does he get a ring? Probably because he actually got one without Dungey. Uh, <laughs> so right. so that's, that's kind of how I look at it with uh, Mike and Phil, too. Um, except for Phil, it just the, like Phil got one with Kobe, right? So right. do I think Jordan gets six without Phil? Probably not. Uh, because he, because Jordan and them were very competitive, and I'm pretty sure he made a pretty good playoff run before Phil, and then he just couldn't get over the top, and then Phil came, and then that's what pushed him over the top, right? So I think the win because he's still getting. I, I think he, he could have by the the Pistons when Phil got there. Yeah, first couple of years, yeah, it was uh, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until him and him and Pippen got mentally and physically prepared for them, and then right. It became um, a story. Yeah, I mean, they definitely it definitely took some development. They weren't just mm -hmm. like automatically a contender; like they had to mm -hmm. develop within themselves. Um, but yeah, I to what Cam said, um, I don't think he gets to the total of six. I still think he might win at least one, if not several. But I don't I'm think he's on the several side. I, I agree, not maybe not six, but I'm gonna say if history repeated himself and he and Jordan and Kobe is as close as you think they are. I'm giving him the same amount as Kobe. I give him five. What going back to what you said, like say, like you said, Gordon never went to Chicago, right? And it was just Pippen there. Mm -hmm. Do they does does Phil and the management still push for Dennis Rodman, Kukoc, Kerr, and and the other guys? Wasn't those, those guys in. that came in on the second half? That was like on the second the second three P. The second three P. Yeah, the first three P. Those guys would were, were, were okay. Were so there. Horace Grant, um, those guys were there. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Do, do those people get brought in because you got to look at all the pieces that Jordan had, and if he's if he's if he's not there, or if Phil's not I there, mean, do those pieces? I get, get what you're saying. In? You're saying is because I said this to GK about uh, Giannis and Katie. The help that you would have had to put around uh, Scotty would have been different from the help. That you put around Jordan, I without, don't know because still there, those pieces get there. I don't know yeah. if the triangle works with just Pippen. Yeah, you, I don't would... know if that works because GK, no. you made a good point when you said Wales has the triangle worked. And if we look at it on the Knicks, when you got this great score in Carmelo, it didn't work there. You couldn't find the, the pieces to get this system to work. This so I think Jordan was a big as much as we give credit to Phil. I think we also got to give that that credit to Jordan too, because without Jordan getting out there and understanding it, understanding the triangle and how to manipulate it and how to do different make different looks with it, Phil wouldn't have the success that he was at. And you were kind of alluding to that last week, GK. And that's why I said last um, last episode, which was last week, I agree with you until you 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 went a little bit down the road. I was on your side, but I, I'm still with you there. Like I do think you know Phil has the success he has. Because of Mike, Mike and Phil um, and Scotty buying into that system and being mentally and physically able to play in it and make it work, 
Whereas if you take um, Phil's system, who, what other team back then in the 90s where you think the triangle would have worked on? Yeah, you need, I mean, when we look over the course of the history, like what that system calls for is an elite two guard. So you need a, a big and you need an elite two. Like it was Shaq and Kobe, and then it was Gasol and Kobe, and then it was Jordan and Pippen all six times. So it, you have to have those are the two things that the triangle needs, right? And then, and then, but even in the Knicks, he had Carmelo, Amari. Well, yeah, but Carmelo wasn't a two guard though. Right, exactly. So it would have needed to be like Carmelo and Wade or something. I, I don't know, you know, like yeah, but um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, wait. He yeah, I mean, here. <laughs> I mean, reeling it back in though to what we're talking about, like this is something I've been thinking about. Is there are some players that their achievements were produced because of their circumstances, and then there are some players that were able to achieve things either despite their circumstances or regardless of their circumstances. So you have to take that concept into consideration, right? So some people had harder harder circumstances and were able to get a ring, whereas some people, they only got the ring because of their circumstances, you know? So that's why I hate the argument of like, oh, well, he's got this amount of rings or he has a ring and he doesn't or, or whatever, because you have to take into consideration like how it happened, you know, and that matters more than like, well, to me, it matters more to some people. They don't care. They don't care if like it fell out of the sky and it landed in their lap. Like they got it. They got it. And like, okay. Like I understand, you know, like, but whatever. <laughs> oh man. Bubble LeBron. Um, but yeah, like, that, that's great conversation. But Cam, you didn't give us your top 10. You can, you ain't escaping without giving us that top 10. Mm. <laughs> you had all this you had a lot of time to think about <laughs> I know that's like I <clears throat> so so for me I'm like obviously Bron Bron's my number one. Uh-huh. So Bron Bron and K D and Kobe are my three. Bron, K D, Kobe? Yeah. Okay. It's KD's ability of being able to score anywhere literally on the court is is with like with his size is 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 insane. I see you don't like that. <laughs> Yo, that's no, crazy. Oh, this my, guy, I want you to finish. Bron, Bron Kobe Jordan. <laughs> well, I mean, I I didn't get to I I didn't it's fine. We know you you said you you gave yeah. your preference twenty two new school. All right, LeBron, KD, Kobe. All right, so uh Steph Curry. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Curry. Uh Clay Thompson. No, get out. No. No, 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 no. Please don't uh, do He's flashing, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Damian> Willard. <laughs> Steph can be in the top ten, but Clay can't. Come on. <laughs> Shaq. Shaq for show. Shaq, all right, that's five. You got five more. I'm not mad at that either. Um 
LeBron, KD. I'm not mad at the Shaq argument either Cole, because I I think if, Clay, like if you put I mean, Shaq uh, and Bill Russell shoes, they the total amount of rings. What was it? Ten. They probably get ten with Shaq there instead of Bill. So. I mean, he played against me. Right. And five other teams. <laughs> That's what I mean. Guys like me. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't like that uh, argument either. You play. But then you go back to the counter argument of like, like, well, they still did it. So <laughs> you play with whatever teams in front of y'all. Like, they right. can't just credit it's their hard to hold that against them. They, yeah. they beat the team. Like, no, they beat the team that was in front of them. You should have right. told the GMs to build a better team. That like that's the you should right. win because because talent. you never know if they were presented with a more difficult opponent if they still wouldn't have beaten them too. Right, like you should have built a better team. <laughs> but go ahead, that's five. Here's your last five. Uh, Giannis. Harden. Kyrie. Ew. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what I was thinking on. I mean, after past two Kyrie is in the best 10 players ever to have played basketball. Just what he could do with the ball. Nobody else can do it. Well, Everything I mean, everybody okay, else yeah, can if do. If you want to use that it. as the basis of your argument, you got then, two more. Then that's valid, but like. You got two more. <laughs> I just feel like there's so many other things that would outweigh that. Come on, G. Let him get through it. You got two. Yeah, go ahead. Kyrie, go ahead. No, I'm going I'm to I'm trade Kyrie for, for Steve Nash. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, he put Steve I'm Nash, a, not a, Kyrie. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nash. All right, uh, so you got two more. That's two me. more? Yeah, you got two more. I'll put Ray Allen and then Joel. Joel. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't. That is a no, Cam. Damn. I ain't bagging on you, bro. You my boy, but that is a 22 year old list. Okay, yeah. your age shows I don't, in I don't that like, list. I don't Damn. like speaking like I didn't. Listen, I mean, let me tell you something. You can't. You guys got to stop discrediting the people that came no, before no, these no, guys no, no. because hey, before I'm, these I'm, guys, I'm the, with the people it. that I'm came with. before them, it would not be them if these guys never did what they did for the league. Larry Bird. Magic Johnson saved the damn league. Gonna, Jordan kept the league afloat. The Pistons did that thing. Seeing, like all I'm seeing is highlights, so I'm not gonna sit here and speak on them. Like I like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh, twenty yeah, years I'm, from I'm now. That's what the same argument people are gonna use from LeBron. He's not the goat because I only so, see highlights. So, so, hold on, wait. Let me let me see if I can quantify this a little bit, right? Make it cool. Make it fast. Make it fast. Because I, I think about this a lot. No, so I understand like why Cam likes a lot of those players because right because of the their basketball playing ability and and what they can do right but that's one thing but you have to give credit towards like the job that the other players did like in the older eras like they they yeah. did they did a a very good job so when you compare like how good of a job did, is Kyrie doing in his career versus magic did magic. his career like like, okay, maybe Kyrie is more talented with the ball and he could do more things. So that's why, like, I understand that part of the argument. But I just don't think that at, that outweighs how well of a job Magic did and against did opponents coming. during his time. Like, he he went up against the was best marginally dominant compared to the opponents that were presented to him way more so than, um, than um, Kyrie has been. So even if I take into account like Kyrie can do more with the ball, it doesn't, it's not enough to diminish what magic's bringing to the table in this argument in terms of like 
how well of a job he did in defeating his opponents. If you if you want to look at it like that. No, I, I agree with that. I just me personally, like I I know, I know and Larry Bird is, is, is a fool. He Larry Bird dropped forty nine points with his left hand because he was bored. I mean, you don't have nobody doing that. What what ruined it's his career is he barely came off his toes and it messed up his lower back. I mean, I'm I'm knowing that. It's just I'm I'm taking into consideration of people I seen with my own eyes and that I can bring an argument to the table because I didn't just watch that. Well, listen, listen like this, like Larry and KD were basically like Larry was the KD of his time and KD is the Larry of our time, right? In terms of like what they look like, in terms of what they look like in, 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 in one game, right? But then, and you could even say like KD's skills are a little more refined, fine, okay. But what, what Larry did in terms of a competitive nature and competition wise, he was, he trumps what uh, KD um, is doing, in my opinion. Anybody that had to play that Hall of Fame team in the Lakers right now, we know Larry Bird had Hall of Famers on his team, but the whole Lakers team were Hall of Famers, bro. The whole team, that's why they got five, bro. Matt, those guys were those guys, all right, for a reason. But Bird was still doing his thing. He was considered the best player in the league at that time. Three straight MVPs back to back. Back to back, and he could have went back to back some more. All right, that's how talented that guy was. And yeah, he had a lot of things that you know hindered him in injuries. He broke his finger early in his career, which he could never feel the ball the same. That's why he did stuff like shoot with his left hand when he was bored. He was very, very talented, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for what him and Magic did to save the NBA back in that time. Because without those two having that rivalry, that Celtics Lakers rivalry, we wouldn't have an NBA today. We wouldn't have LeBron, KD, Kobe, Shaq. We would never seen the likes of these guys. Like, and then I look at like is Bird like Bird's more of an alpha dog than KD? You know, like he's like, like if he, me, like he had that killer mentality right, like, too. Like, like if you put him in a cage to fight to the death, like Bird is going. Yeah, he's going to come out. Too, it's it's completely two different times of basketball though. Right, but you can't discredit as that time because you, we see this time, and and I think that's the problem in today is. We look through the lens, and I just said this to a guy. I commented to him. I said the problem is we look at the the, the 60s and 70s, the 80s and the 90s, and the early even the early 2000s. We look at it through the lens of 2022, and you can't do that. You can't look at the the game of basketball then and from the lens of today and be like, oh, look at all this stuff that these guys are doing today, but these guys back then couldn't do. It. We had this conversation early, and you know, us starting this podcast with you know Pete, and he was like, oh, if you put me back in the 60s, I'm a shit on all of them. I'm like, no. But if you go back to the 60 with their moves, are you shitting on them? No, you're not, because that's their time. So my thing is like, I dislike that, oh, it's two different, yeah, it's two different types of basketball, but respect the basketball Troy, for Troy, what it is. It's, it's not that you can't do it. You just have to do it with a little- Yeah, you was in that conversation. You was getting your ass kicked by Wilt too, go ahead. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying it's- What I meant by that. You just have to take into consideration what you're doing. Like, so you no, can't do it. No, I understand that. You, no, you can do that. it, you just, you just can't, Overdo it is what I'm saying. No, I understand. Go ahead, Cam. Yeah, that was any from early 2000s back was bully ball. That's that's what it was. I mean, you got the bad boys, uh, Pistons. You got uh, stuff that have malice in the palace, stuff like that. When you actually had, it's Stewart chasing LeBron. Like it's no wait, different. Cam, wait, it's wait, no wait. different. 
Isaiah Stewart chasing LeBron. There's no Dallas in the Palace. One point zero. What I'm saying, what I'm saying now is, I'm talking about basketball now is soft. No, I I don't. I'm saying it's like you. I don't like the soft word. Yeah, but Cam, it's not as physical. I would agree there, but soft. Cam, I want want you to do me a favor and and if you. If you pull up some highlights of Bird or like even go way back to like Pistol Pete or like, uh, I don't know, man, but throughout the course of the 70s, 70s 80s and 90s, there are still guys that are, are, are straight saucing people. And it's not just bully ball. They're, yeah. they're like making breaking ankles or like mm-hmm. no look pass and making people like completely yeah. fooled. And like, bro, there's a lot of finesse. Like yes. when, when Starks broke the fucking Knicks three point record and it like, it wasn't just like, like sure, you, you're you're right in a certain regard. Like the game was definitely was different. It definitely been evolving. That's why like, there were definitely guys that had that like sort of finesse skill. Like, dude, especially if you. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. Wasn't I know Pistol Pete was dropping sixty points without a three point line. Bro, like, it, well, if, yeah, if, if, you, if you see some of his moves, you're gonna be like, that looks like Rondo. Like, where, like Rondo had I've, got I've a lot of his ball fakes and all that. I've watched his highlights when he was at LSU and stuff. Like I, I, I completely understand. I'm not taking any credit away from uh, the finesse and, and and everything that was owned back in that that made it is what today. But it's just, I, I mean, you don't you don't have people. You get a you get a tech for anything nowadays. I mean, when Shaq was dunking on people, he's wrapping his his whole body <laughs> over and throwing them down and shit. You can't do that now. You hang on the rim, rim too long. Why? You're getting but, see, but when you say that, why can't you do that now? It's a soft well, ass game. No, that's not. You no, hit it's, somebody, it's, oh, it's, it's not soft. Oh, it's still this, physical. James Harden. It's, it's the game is still physical. It's not as physical. I agree with you there. I'm not going to say it's a physical. It's physical. Yeah, it's physical. Let me. Isaiah let, Thomas. I'm, you piss me off. We're gonna have thirty people jump in front of us, and we're gonna jaw jack. <laughs> that's that. But okay, that's. But that's what those people on the sideline are told to do, by their bosses. They're told you get in between these players and you don't let them fight because you know what happens when players fight. Malice in the palace. You got to suspend teams, and you know what that did for the league and messed teams up because that Pacers team was on their way to win the and the NBA Finals that year, but they got the season derailed because they had the malice in the palace. And then who career got ended by that? Jermaine O'Neal's, or was it Jason O'Neal? What was his name? You know I'm bad with name. But O'Neal, that was on the Pacers team. His career wasn't Jermaine. the same after that. He said that. If you watch this documentary that just came out, he said, yo, that changed. it changed me. It changed the outlook on me. It changed my confidence. It changed everything in him, bro. Like that stuff, that's everybody, why they get in, in those players. Wants- and also it's because if, the, if, if, if something like the Miles and the Palace happens today, if you talk about soft, do you know how I many lawsuits the NBA would have to handle if fans got into it with NBA players? Everybody wants. I'm, I'm not talking about them fighting players and stuff like that. I'm no, I'm just saying. Court. I'm just saying when you talk about oh, yeah, I, the I, malice I, in the palace and players doing that. Yeah, players still do it. Yes, yeah, to a lesser effect, but I don't like the soft word. Like when you say because these players aren't soft, we wouldn't stand in front of their faces and be like, "Yo, you playing soft or you soft?" Because okay, we're gonna have a real problem if we say that to these players. Any one of them, the last guy on the bench, like we couldn't. None of us could stand up in the court with them and think we're gonna ball with them. That's first off, they're gonna shit us on there, but then we're gonna get in front of them and be like, yo, you playing soft as league is soft. No, they don't. I don't think they play soft. I think they just play within the aspect of the rules that the NBA changed because they wanted a cleaner game, just like the NFL. I don't say the NFL is soft. They don't, don't think the way that. they did back in the day. Kobe called Dwight Everybody wants to be a shooter. Dwight there. said he was right. He ended up realizing that years later that Kobe was right. He didn't know what he was talking about. He said, What? You get out of here at the beginning of it. 
when Dwight and Kobe played together, Kobe told Dwight he was soft. And then it wasn't until a couple years later and Dwight came out and said, like, I didn't really know what he was talking about, but now I do. And he yeah, was mentally. Right. Yeah, I get I get what I not I get what Cam is coming from, but I'm just saying the soft word just triggers me because I don't like us calling these players soft. Cause I think they they listen, if they had to, and if it was nobody there, bro, and they had to defend themselves. Well, I don't think he's saying the players are soft. Kicked, I think no, he's saying the, the game. The league, the league, yeah. Game, yeah. Everybody wants to be a shooter. We have no true big man anymore. Oh, it's, it's everybody well, I mean, wants to the, be a guy. The league is dominated by big men right now. Joel, Jokic, Giannis. That's three names. How many shooters can you name? Yeah, but but look at the best teams in the league. They're they're because the, they have the best big men in the league. I'm talking about like paint dominant, like. There, you got Jokic, you got Embiid, you got Cat. They're they're all gonna they, be pulling up from the too, three. Though. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm talking yeah. about like back in the day how you had like Patrick Ewing, Shaq, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, uh, they did the work down in the paint. Yeah, that, but that, I that's what I'm saying. Like, that to the evolution have... of basketball, though, isn't it? Isn't wouldn't that be contribute to them understanding different formulas of how how, how to play ball? Like, I, okay, if I could if I could get my big man out the paint shooting threes, I stretch my floor more. Right. That, yeah. No. It's yeah, constantly yeah. evolving because they're they're just figuring out ways how to out like out strategy one another. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the only the only big man that they really truly play in the paint nowadays without trying to shoot threes or or uh, Aiden and uh, uh, Go, uh, Gobert out of uh, Utah. Those those are probably the only two. Back- I hear their names mentioned amongst Embiid and and Jokic and. Giannis, yeah. you know, because they, you know, they, 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 they try to stretch the floor. They, they try to shoot threes along with everybody else. And, and well, that's, I mean, that's well got to step back in, in his, in his bag now. You know, and, and like I said last segment, you know, the only, I, I don't, I don't like him be doing stuff like that, man. He should just cut that totally out of his game, man. Play with your back to the basket, go down. And play like the big man you're supposed to be, man. Oh, that's when you wanted Ben Simmons to show him. You wanted Ben Simmons to show him a double step back. <laughs> but let's let's move on. Let's move on. So I got another cut. I got another cut one basketball one. I got big man. All right. All right. So the, your four is John Collins, Jared Allen, Jared, Jaron uh, Jackson Jr., and Robert Williams the third. Mm. For me, it's either gonna be. Williams or Jackson, uh, I'm not really sure which one though. Hmm. I like I like Jackson. He's uh, he's a really good fit for uh yeah <clears throat> for Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I'm cutting. Um, if I'm getting rid of one, if it's Williams the third, if I'm getting rid of one off that list. I, I, I like Jackson. I, I really like Jackson out of Memphis, man. I think that guy's balling, man. Uh, and, and Collins, I, I like his game as well, you know. Uh, but but uh, Williams the third, it, off of this list, yeah, he, he everybody cutting everybody cutting my boy Williams. No, I'm cutting Jaron Jackson, bro. Okay. I'll cut Williams. Keep my big man Williams. I'm a fan of Jackson. I like. I like. Uh, just so you guys know, CP3 out six to eight weeks, thumb fracture. Do you think it affects the Suns? Yes or no? Quickly, yes or no? Yes. 
That's as far as leadership. Well, yeah. well wait, how, how long is he out? Six to eight. Six to eight weeks. I mean, over the, so that's, does that put him back in time for playoffs? You believe so, yes. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. He'll be back, yeah. Yeah, because okay. yeah, because Booker said that he actually think it's good that uh, Chris Paul gets to rest his legs and come back in right. time for playoffs. Right. right. So, so I think it's not good for the Suns in terms of like, would they win more games if he is here during that time? They would. But are there positives because he's not there? Yes. Is it going to affect the overall outcome of their season? No, because he's going to be back by the playoffs. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, my 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 only thing is, uh, you know, some some people you can't replace as leaders, and uh, that guy, it, it, you know, anywhere he's ever been, he's been a leader on the court, and uh, you know, I I I think the only thing that's gonna hurt them really is is missing him as a, as a leadership and being that 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 general out there on the floor. Uh, but I also think it's a great thing, like he had just touched on. Uh, with him being back in time for the playoffs uh, and uh, getting that rest that he, that he, that he's uh he's gonna need that that's gonna be a great thing for Phoenix. I think it's gonna play out well for him. Cam, you got anything to touch on it? I think they I think they they touched on it. I, I I feel like it's gonna it has no different outcome for their the rest of their season because it it, it gives CP. CP3 the rest he needs for the playoffs and help them try to make a push. All right. So, yep. Hopefully he gets healthy, come back, they stay up there, um, and don't lose to the Warriors in the playoffs uh, like I got them to. I got the Warriors beating them, guys. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to the segment that we all love. GK, you know what it is. It's the it's the who you, got. who you got. It's yeah. the who you got segment. All right. So, uh, I don't know if – Eric or Cam, if you've been, been a part of this. So basically, I'm just going to give you two names and you're going to tell me who you're taking out of them. So this one, we're doing all-star games and pro ball games. So you're only looking at these players as them games. Now, I know pro ball, we might not know the stats. I don't have them with me. I didn't feel like looking them up. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, you're just going to have to tell me who you got. All right. All right. Got it? It's that simple. All right. So here we go. First one is it got split. Uh, it was Tim Duncan and Shaq in 2000, All-Star, MVP, and then or Kevin Garnett in 2003. Who you got? Give me, give me Duncan and Shaq, man. <laughs> what year was Duncan and Shaq? 2000. 2003. No, Kevin Garnett was 2003. Shaq, Shaq and Duncan was 2000. 2000. Oh, I thought it was. That's crazy. Think you know how great those players have to play to get it split. Yeah. It's hard making this decision because there's two guys on the one choice. No, I did Shaq, right? And then when I went to look up the pitches, they all had only pitches they had was Tim Duncan and Shaq. So I had to change it to Tim Duncan (laughs) and Shaq because I didn't want to put put a picture with Tim Duncan there. Okay. So, so, so. I'm gonna choose, Garnett. I'm gonna choose Garnett because obviously Garnett played better than everybody else to not have to split it with somebody. <laughs> hey, 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 you got good reason in there. You got good reason in there. 
So like you if, said if, you if one of them two would have just played a hair better, they wouldn't have had to split it. <laughs> All right, Cam, it's on you. Who you taking? So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go with with Shaq and 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 Tim for the simple fact of, I mean, power forward and center. That's usually not some main people you see going off. Usually it's like the small forwards or the guards going off. So I mean, yeah, I just feel like I mean it 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 had to have been a a, a pretty dominant ass game for. One of the best center, one of the best power forwards. Troy, Troy, you got the stats, bro. I need to know now. Uh, bro, you gonna make this longer? We already going on two bro, hours. I, I need to know. I need show. to know how how um, they did versus how KG did in that game. So let's see. They had twenty four points, fourteen rebounds. Shaq had twenty two points and nine rebounds, and he had and he did a three sixty breakaway dunk. <laughs> <laughs> How does that qualify you for yeah. what? Oh my god! Yeah, I did a three sixty breakaway jump. Hey man, it was that like give him to him, give him MVP. Yeah. Let's that go home, was, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. What was three sixty ever done? Oh god, man! <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's what they had that game. So uh-huh. wait, K- KG had thirty seven nine and three. Wait, yeah. what was it? Was the year two thousand NBA All Star? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Duncan had 24-14, yeah, or for 12 for 14, while O'Neal had 22 points, nine rebounds. And a 360 dunk. And a 360 dunk. <laughs> so wait. I got a lot of Oh, man. Now, you but know, wait, DK, we don't never- They were on the same team? <laughs> Shaq, wait, Shaq only had 22 and nine and- Duncan, Duncan had 24, 24 and 14. Yeah. yeah, dude. Fucking KG in that same game at 24 and 10. So, <laughs> and then <laughs> in 2003, KG fucking went off. Are you kidding? That was the slowest three. Yeah, you know we don't spend long on this. Next one. 37, Pey- 9, and 3. Next one, GK. We all football now. We got Peyton Manning in 2004, Pro Bowl MVP, or Carson Wentz in 2006, Pro Bowl MVP. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, yeah, sorry. I said Wentz. Did I say Wentz? Yeah, you said Carson. I said Wentz. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Somebody was talking about him recently. That's why I said Wentz. I'm not, I'm not even looking at my paper. I'm not just talking. <laughs> so, yeah, Carson Palmer in 2006. Who you got? GK's, what, year, what year was Peyton? Uh, 2004. 2004. Man. GK, GK is listening. He's looking up stats. He's going against the rules. Of the who you got, he's breaking the rules today. Give me the I'm, sheriff. Yeah, you. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to say Peyton. Yeah, give me Peyton. Uh, Eric. Yeah, give me give me Peyton. Just unanimous. Are uh, you ready for some more stats, GK? Next one. Kobe in 2002. Or Ellen Iverson in 2005. <laughs> well, I already know the way I'm going. Where you going, Eric? I'm going cold. Kobe. <laughs> what year was Iverson? And, and it's 2005. Cold. So 2005. Bron and Wade had to be in this, huh? I know Bron for sure. Bron? He got... I see Paul Pierce for some reason. Dirk. I see uh, Dirk, Jamano. What they doing on the East team, though? Braun had to be on it. 
thought he came out in 06 or something like that. Mm-mm. He got drafted in 03. Oh, 03? Okay. I'm way off. I'm way off on him. And he's, eight, he's 18 straight. Dude. And he's year 19, so I mean. I only got Eric pick. Come on, GK. We got to speed this up. You know this is supposed to be a fast thing. Come on, come on, Wait, come did on. they pick? Yeah, I got Eric's pick. I need Cam and your pick. Uh, I'm going to go with AI. AI, all right. Come on, G. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kobe. AI only scored 15. What the hell? I'm going AI. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I take that back? All right, Larry sure. Fitzgerald in 2008 or Brandon Marshall in 2011. Oh man, uh, is this Dolphins Brandon Marshall? Is the question, yeah, which, um. I'm gonna have to go with Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz has more tackles than drop passes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's because his quarterback kept throwing interceptions. Right. Not talking about that. DK, <laughs> <laughs> what you got? I don't know. It's really tough because Brandon Marshall's so underappreciated. Um, he is. I that's why I And if it was my, he was a, he was so amazing with the Dolphins. Dude, he, he he literally got a thousand yards no matter what team or quarterback he had. Like he was getting a thousand regardless. Um, I don't recall either one of these games because I probably didn't watch them, so I don't know. That's why the Pro Bowl was, was hard for me because I was like, was, oh, my guys ain't going to know the stats. Right, yeah, it was 2011 for Marshall and what year for Larry? Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just go with Brandon. And then – I'll guess that he had a better game that day. Eric? Yeah. He says you going to move? I'm going with Brandon as well. Um. Like 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 TK said, I, I probably didn't watch it either, but just for namesake, I I just go with Brandon. <laughs> All right, next one: D Wade in 2010 or CP3 in 2013? Wade. Yeah, no doubt, Wade. Wade. All right, another unanimous. All right, JJ Watt in 2014 or Michael Bennett in 2015? JJ. J- JJ. <laughs> Without a doubt, JJ. JJ, man. all right. Kyrie Irving in 2014 or Steph Curry in 2022? Steph. He's Steph, Steph, man. That was a show. <laughs> 50 point game. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph in 2012 or Travis Kelsey in 2016? Yeah. Mm. And then they started like sharing these motherfuckers one defensive player and one oh. offensive player. So I'm going to go with Kyle Rudolph just because, I don't know. Give me just Kelsey. because? You said Kyle Rudolph too, GK? No, give me Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey. Right. Yeah. I am a Rudolph fan, though, but. Yeah, I like Rudolph, but I'm, I, I'll am i go with Chelsea uh, all day all right, these, splits, these splits are here. All right. Anthony Davis in 2017 or Giannis Antetokounmpo in 2021? Oh. He, he, he set the record. I hear your keys, GK. Yeah. You're cheating again. No, he set the record <laughs> and he won it. And You're he's cheating, home. GK. He's from, no, he's from Chicago, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. AD, he, AD's yeah. from Chicago. He won it in Chicago and set the record. AD, all the way. Cam got AD. Eric, you got AD? And he was still uh, with the Pelicans. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with AD. I'll go with Pelicans, AD. I don't GK? Go with- <laughs> he's in the brown. You said you're going what? Unibrow. 
Okay, unanimous. All right. <laughs> Nick Folks in 2013 or Justin Herbert in 2012? Folks, Folks, Folks. There's no K. You know, you know what I said, GK. I was looking at his name yesterday. I was like, Foles, 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 Foles. And I still got my hand and say Folks. I knew I was gonna do it. I just knew I was gonna do it. Or Justin Herbert in 2021. Not Herbert. <laughs> Not Herbert. <laughs> or Herbert, Herbert, Sherbert. Yeah. Foles any day over, over Herbert. Big Dick Nick. Cam, <laughs> you going with him too? Yeah, Please. Foles. All right. KD. Kawhi. 2012 or Kawhi Leonard 2020. Oh. Ha, 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 ha. Ooh, boy. Right, Give me sir. KD, man. You said KD? KD, KD man. Eric, you, I mean, Cam, you said KD too? KD. All right, guys. Split. DK said Kawhi. <laughs> last <laughs> one. Last one. Patrick Mahomes in 2018 or Lamar Jackson in 2019? Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes. Patty. Everybody, everybody going Patty? I'm go Mahomes just because my boy, Jamal, Jamal Adams. Is and that's it. That's the end of that. Y'all have fun? Yeah, had a ball, GK tried to shake it up. He tried to like, let me look up these damn stats. But I was going to allow you to do it on the Pro Bowl because I was like, none of us know who, who damn, who did what in the damn Pro Bowl. You're right. Uh, but yeah, we at the end of the show. We hit two hours. or well, three minutes, we hit two hours. So let's finish up with final thoughts. Uh, we're going to start with Eric. What's your final thoughts, Eric? Uh, final thoughts are, um, uh, with this... Uh, with this floor situation, I'm kind of interested in, in seeing uh, how this is going to pan out. Uh, again, I will say hopefully the sooner the better uh, that they'll get this over with and, and squashed out, man. Uh, I, I just don't want to see this guy up under this immense pressure after every game and have to keep asking the same questions over and over again. Uh, so uh, uh, great hire for the Steelers uh, and, and, and uh, kudos. Uh, kudos to Mike Tomlin, man, for, for making that move. Cam. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to see the offseason, how it goes for the NFL. I feel like there's gonna be some big moves, especially uh after Aaron Rodgers, a uh, little cryptic Instagram post he made. Uh ready to see what 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 big things are coming uh ready to see the end of the nba season ready to see playoffs see how that goes but uh going off what what eric said uh, i really want to see how mike tomlin and the steelers organization uh handled the the flores situation see if this changes uh the out the aspect of interviewing coaches and bringing coaches in uh going forth in the uh, NFL. Hey. I was just thinking, imagine how awesome it would be if both the NBA and NFL All-Star Games were played like they were the Super Bowl or the championship. And like, they were trying to win like their family's lives were on the line. Like how entertaining and enjoyable it would be. And then how much like, more cooler and more significant the MVPs would be. You know, like the, it would mean something. Like if you were MVP of the Pro Bowl, if everybody was like trying as hard as they could to win, you know? Um, 
So if someone could figure out a way to make the players play hard, then that would be incredible. That's my final thought. Yeah, my final thoughts, you know, always go out to the fans, man. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today was a great episode. We got through it smoothly. I extended it by a little bit because I wanted these guys to talk a little bit more. We had some good points. No big debates today, but we had some good conversations. I ain't, I ain't too disappointed at it. But I hope you guys enjoyed. This is from the sideline, man. We out. Peace.